Greetings and welcome to Obscuria Filmcast. My name is Abram Kaplan, and today we are going to be reviewing a film that was selected by Judy Mayer, American Mary. Uh, as always, please click the like button and hit subscribe and leave a comment. Without further ado, take it away, Judy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Did you enjoy the film? No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. I really did. Oh. I, yeah. I, okay, so before we get into it, okay, so I picked this movie. <laughs> it's a 2012 uh, horror film. It's, called, it's considered body horror, although I would venture to say I think it falls under the torture porn umbrella. So for any viewers that are not into that type of horror, um, maybe you should watch it anyway. Um, you could always shut it off. But um, so I watched this movie in 2012 um, and I haven't seen it again until that last week and um just to be fully in full disclosure guys i got about 20 minutes in and went why did i pick this film right i was just what was i thinking what was i thinking they're gonna hate me it's not good you know but then okay but then what after i watched this movie um because i feel like i want to talk about the psychology of this movie more than the actual movie itself Right. I found that. So it takes place with this doctor and it ventures into um, uh, what is it called? Uh, body modification, extreme body modification. So there I, I discovered there is this whole world of body modification um, and that lace that's on uh, the back of the twins, which is actually the filmmakers, is a thing, which is like I was like, aren't they scared they're going to get like caught on something anyway? So um, I found myself thinking, because I always tell people about the other film that we picked, which is another 2012 horror film, We Are What We Are. It was back on like episode, I don't know, seven or eight. Um, that one I recommend to people. And I was like, I never recommend this film. And I think it's because I found it interesting. And I also found it interesting that these two sisters, I think their parents put their house on the line to make this movie. Um, and I do have ideas about it. And, I, and then I left it. I feel like I should talk more about the plot of it, but we can get into that. But I left it just, it really had me thinking of like, what was wrong with this movie? <laughs> more than like what I liked about this movie. It was one of those things where I felt that the writing was rushed. And I know that they had a, a meeting with Eli Roth and he was like, I like this idea, make this movie. And then they like wrote the script. And I really think that they, uh, the characters were way too flat. There was just like, there was no transition at any. I felt like they were onto something. I was like, oh, here it is. And then it was like, it fell flat again. Um, but it was interesting. And then, um, and then I think I was like, maybe I just liked this film for selfish reasons. And I forgot that when I watched this film, I was like, you know, I think 10 years ago, I probably could have played the lead character better. Interesting. I, I agree. Yeah. And I would not wear and a major surgery. So tell us a little, is, give us a little bit of a synopsis. You said that, that uh, the parents had to put their house up for, you know, mortgage for the movie because I was, I was yelling at the TV, who paid for this? Who paid for this? This isn't an executive. And you could say whatever you want about Hollywood and it makes crappy movies. At least they yeah. have a system. Do you guys choosing. know what the budget was for this? That's, that's all I got to say too. Uh, I uh, did he, did he, I couldn't. It's more than their first film. I, I don't the think first film was like three thousand. Okay. I'll just I'll just go to fill in fill in here. To me, the movie seemed some of the supporting characters were filled by friends and family and lovers of the crew. 
Well, let's, let's I, back up a second. Really... Here. Let's back up a second here. What is this yeah. movie about? Somebody, okay. Somebody, tell tell so, us what this movie is about. Anyone? This movie is about a girl who's going through uh, becoming a surgeon, and to pay her way through uh, being a surgeon and through nefarious things that she stumbles into, she. Uh, she ends up becoming a, a extreme body modifications person and leaving surgery um, with a slight uh, what would you detours into uh, murder, torture, and uh, and uh, other uh, nefarious activities. Okay, is that is that okay? Good? Yes, it's good. In fact, I'll, let me give my version too. This movie is about a psycho killer who dropped out of med school found a niche where she can exercise her morbid fantasies. Nice. Except the whole time throughout the film, she pretends like she doesn't really even like it. It's just, she's just doing the job because it fell on her lap and she didn't have any choice. And it was what it is. It's so bland. She's so bland. There's no look on her face. I like, I mean, I like the fact that she's pretending like she had no, like, that her character, the presumption or the pretension is that this character has no choice and she just, you know, this horrible thing happened and she had to torture this guy. And, you know, I mean, uh, big spoiler alert. Uh, she was drugged and raped by her, um, her professor of medical, uh, her medical professor, who's part of this weird, uh, like morbid cult of surgeons who, have no regard for the human body as anything other than just a piece of meat that they make lots of money chopping up for whatever reason, which is not that far mm-hmm. off probably from the reality of a lot. I mean, I'm in Miami right now. A lot, uh, a lot of surgeons that study this are psychopaths. Yeah, I mean, they, they I, actually I, register. Listen, if you look at the kind of surgeries that surgeons are doing nowadays on people, stuff that's not medical, that doesn't not only doesn't have any health benefit, but it actually harms people and the amount of money that people are willing to put into that. And these people are calling themselves oh, doctors. Money. It's money, I, yeah. I find that this, yeah. this film is, uh, when did it come out? 2012? It was a while ago, 2012. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think the film's quite mm-hmm. ahead of its time, actually, if I'm being completely honest. Whether I, you like, I'm not even going to say whether I liked it or not. I think the film, maybe even unintentionally, um, get, it, it paints a really good picture of the decadence and disregard for human dignity that our, our mainstream society holds and the, the, the way that humans are treated like pieces of meat. I don't think that the film, I don't think the filmmakers my my guess is that they didn't have that breaking up sorry my internet is really unstable i dig i dig abram's point of i dig it i dig his point of view here one of my main contentions with the film is that it's more like content yeah. than a film and it's like a collage Are we, are we on? Go, oh, tell me how much you hated it. Hello, sorry. Hello. Some technical problems. Cool. I, I'm hoping that it's better now. Um, can you guys hear me okay? 
Yeah. Yes. You want to start yeah. right there and just edit it together? No, let's keep it going. Yeah. No, keep I love topic. the fact that you hated it because I, I love the fact that I did pick a movie that some people love. This movie, these filmmakers have a cult following and then there's other people that hate it. You know, 60, it's pretty much fives and sixes across the board. It's like 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. deserve it, dude. 52% audience score. No. Yes, I'm they deserve it. A, a high D is absolutely deserved. And I'll tell you why they, they don't. And I started watching their remake of Rabbit tonight, which is oh, really Jesus. good. <laughs> they got to remake Cronenberg's Rabbit. Oh, the so, same sisters did. Yes. Yeah. No, I thought in terms of filmmaking itself, like it looked good, it flowed well. It's just my issues uh, were with uh, weak character and story. And it's just like, there's certain oh, moments I'm going, flaws. what? What? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a highly flawed film, but the, the, there's, a lot of real, there's a lot of films that are really um, considered really good that don't have the same entertainment value. That This film has a lot of entertainment value. And it's it's yeah, got, yeah. it's a very vibe. It's a very vibey film. It's like like there's like I like the way it was shot. Like I, I want to go back and mm -hmm. look at the scenes. Me too, I me think too. I think the camera work was kind of beautiful. Um, the the scenes were great. I mean yeah. the 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 there were moments with the characters. It's, the dialogue it's was vibey. Really good. It has a lot of really good moments in it. It's a it's actually a great collage. Wait, hold on, the dialogue was not good. It's a great. No, it was even I'm, when it's bad, it's it's fucking corny, but. I'm no, the dialogue it has, is good. It has great moments, no, and 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 it's like it's a collection of these really vibey vignettes um, that are is more entertaining than than a lot of movies that um, are considered yeah. really good. So uh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't. And I will say too, this, if this is if you, there. If you watch this movie and you weren't entertained by it, I I think that's ridiculous. It's a very entertaining movie. Or horrified by it, or had some sort of visceral response, depending on your personality. But I will say too, um, you know, in case they're they're watching, it's like I give credit to anybody who actually puts together something and completes a movie and puts it out there. Like it takes a lot to do that, right? And I, I think agree. that even if they rush through this, and there was some things like some of it, I thought maybe it's a choice. Like, um, like my my first one was. Uh, and we'll get into spoilers, right? The first surgery that she goes to where she's like, you want me to do what? Make you turn into a doll? And I'm thinking like, did they teach you that at med school? Where is she going to go to the bathroom? Like, there's all, you could just do it now. Like she was like, oh yeah, let's do it. And I'm thinking like, really? There's no research. You don't need anyone there. You have all the supplies for that. Like well, you're, you're like trying to find the, you're trying to find logic in, in the film once that's already been like thrown sure. out the window because like the whole, none of this is plausible. The whole thing is no. ridiculous. They cover all of that though with a just no, enough logic. They no, say they they're don't. doing it at a veterinary clinic. That's where they're doing the surgery. They say that they're only going to close her up enough so that she can't have sex, which is completely plausible because that operation exists. Um, it's a Middle Eastern thing, yeah. What? No, okay, it doesn't because the, the movie. Uh, yes, it threw logic out the window, but it did not replace it with any other logic. They, David Lynch does the same thing. All his films, our logic that we share in reality is always out, and it's replaced by something. 
in this movie, they didn't replace it with anything. Hey, uh, Let's start at the top. What? Sean, Let's start I at ask? the top. Sean, it's called Sean, American Berry. We're going to play Sean, the whole thing over Sean, everybody Sean, this week. I'm Sean. not going to play that game. Sean, I have to ask you a personal question. This is the most personal question I've ever asked anyone uh, on a platform before. Have you ever gone to sleep and had dreams? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Dude. Did any of those dreams ever not make any sense? Just were they ever like really weird? Maybe most of the time they're just really weird. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so then it feel would, in, so it would still, stand, okay, no, so that, no, no, no. Wait, 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 let me finish. So it would stand to reason that, you know, about a third of your life is spent wandering around in these strange, allegorical, weird stories that don't really make any sense. They're weirder than any movie you've ever seen. So why do you get so offended when somebody <laughs> creates art that has something surreal to it, when surreal narratives are a part of our very existence? I could answer that. You, you used the word vibey before. I think the vibey-ness of the movie comes from a lack of them explaining anything explaining the internal logic or theme there's not this movie doesn't have a theme you still you still no just theme. you completely side no it doesn't exactly we're all right. no no hold on we will all no no hold on we will all come up with different themes if we're asked each of us what the theme of the movie is we will all each have a different answer that's what i mean by lack of theme that's just like your dreams sean that's my whole point and you you, you didn't address what i said i could just repeat myself if it was no, if the movie had a theme of dreams. Can say a little bit about Sean? Sean doesn't think that Alejandro Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain is a movie. So if this is not a movie too, it's a masterpiece of horror. It's a masterpiece. Both made by Jewish artists, by the way, Alejandro Jodorowsky and me. God bless, and God bless. But it did. It didn't have anything. And and there is, there is no, and I can see how it was rushed because then she was just doing like, I didn't like Billy, the nightclub manager. So he just wound up falling in love with her for no reason. He's obsessed with her the entire movie. Anybody? You know what? I, I, you know, I don't understand the movie Clue. It's like nobody plays a board game in real life, like in a house, like based on a board. That's not. That doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not even real. I mean, I could I could do this with everything, bro. Like. I don't see where I don't understand what your criteria is. I don't get it. All right. Why is it called American Mary? Because she's her name is Mary. Mary Madsen. There was a Mary an American flag at the nightclub too. You could kind of tell that the bu budget was less and they didn't have time to work on the script because the nightclub was always empty. There was like three because you have to pay for extras. There was like three no, dudes. No, dude, that's always. Not First of all, Canadian films you can stock with as many people as you want because the Canadian government pays for those jobs. No, that those scenes that's were what great. I was the strip, thinking the strip club it's scenes were my favorite to be, scenes in the whole movie. The strip yeah. club, an empty strip club, says something. I worked at Trust an empty me. strip club. Okay, what? I worked at an empty strip club. I was a bartender at an empty strip club. I worked a graveyard shift but in New Orleans. How do they have so much money? It's the strip club that's what i was saying i was like wait who is he torturing and how does he have all this money like is he doing something else because there's like nobody ever there except like betty boop who is that his 
girlfriend. I, I Beatrice. By that, Beatrice. And yeah. Beatrice pays for Ruby's surgery. With what and, money? And Beatrice says, "Don't worry about money. I got it." And she, so Beatrice pays for the money. So I'm thinking Beatrice has a trophy husband who's rich. Uh-uh. Beatrice is a stripper at the nightclub. That's how she has all this money. When there's three dudes at a strip club. That's what I mean by it doesn't make any sense. And I guess um, you could say it's like logic. Like there's a dream. All the time. Sean, Where how many strip clubs have you been to? Sean, how many It was like, have wait. I, like, I was watching. I'm like, wait, Beatrice knows Billy? I will no. take you to the biggest strip club in New York when it's empty, and I'll take you there on a full night. So it's go. okay. I think Great. the thing is, is that there was, for, for me, the, the biggest problem that I had is that I was looking for, I kind of felt like, okay, so if you look at Mary herself, right? From the moment you see her, she's kind of like snarky and sexy and her whole vibe, right? It never really changes the whole movie. So it's like she sort of gets upset when she has to torture someone and she sort of gets upset. And I'm going to go, she sort of gets upset when her Nana dies. Like she's always sort of upset. And then the biggest thing for me, this is a question and maybe I missed something guys. Why did she suddenly torture the stripper in the bathroom? Like not, not actually torture her, but because terrify she's, her. Cause she's in love with the strip club owner. Okay. Here's a question. Go ahead, Judy. Go ahead. I, I, I didn't get that. How about this? She was giving him head. Like she, she's in love with, and she couldn't handle it. But how That's about this then? Then the next scene, she, uh, Mary goes into that bathroom. There's three strippers there. The one who was given uh, Billy a, a BJ and two other ones. Mary walks in. The two other ones just run. As in Mary is scary. The one who gave the BJ to Billy just stayed there. She hid in then, the stall. Yeah. No, she, she didn't run out with the other two. Then she went in the stall. Then there was a POV shot from the stall out. Right, and dude, Mary's I'm unfolding sorry. all it, these it, torture it things. It's down a, a horror movie this way. It, it's just well, no I was fun. like, why don't you just leave? It's just no fun. Why no, one other thing about a horror movie is fear of death. Like, why would you go if, into the woods? If he didn't alone? pick... If he didn't why should just left for the other ones? If, if Sean hadn't picked Romeo is bleeding, I, I wouldn't have any problem with what he's saying right now. But it's like that's like click and subscribe. Romeo's bleeding episode. Okay, I will. I will defend Sean on this one. With Romeo's bleeding, I felt that the characters were more fleshed out. I had no idea what anybody wanted or what their motivations were. Yeah, but he was just, a, he was just like, addressing plot inconsistencies and weird like sh shots. Yeah. So I'm not, I was just, I just meant in terms of that. There's a lot of transitions that don't make sense. But I, I'm not. I'm not comparing the movies yeah. one to one. I'm no, just saying, I'm like, just saying his criticism was, right there. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, yes, it's completely but a flawed movie. I will movie. say, I think the reason I, I picked this movie, yeah, but I think the reason I picked this movie is because it bothered me so much. And I couldn't quite point my finger on, like, what exactly it was, right? Because there's points that I, like, I like about it. And then I was almost thinking, you know, I wonder if because it was almost like nothing really made any sense, if they just played the scenes, I was going to ask Seth this, if they just played the scenes a little bit different, would this be a great horror comedy? Yeah, it would be. Yes. I almost wonder if it would be a With a, with a, with a good rewrite, it yes, would be great. Had, and also, exactly, that's a good With any rewrite. If it was a series where they could take time to develop out of order or however they want the different characters that are already established, it would be awesome. They should sell it then. I And I'll tell you this. I don't like how she's wearing impossible high heels all the time. I don't care. 
What? I don't hey, care. Okay. Take them off. The, the clothing in uh, in what what was the film we just referenced? That with uh, Romeo was bleeding. Yeah, they they're they can walk around the whole time. In Romeo's Bleeding, they could walk around. He was sleeping in the car halfway through the movie. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about oh. the women. They're all dressed like yeah. whores in that movie. And strippers. Yeah, they take off their high heels eventually. I remember there was one where she had a, it was a knock at the door. Along. She was in her new place. There was a knock was, at the door. Was, the, take, so the detective. This whole debate is he so dumb. He only wears like six inch heels. Ever. No, it's not. If you're going to make it a dream, make it a dream. Dreams have... Like, see, dreams have a meaning. You wake up, you're like, so the dream meant like this. You decided. This everyone watching, any move, any film where a woman moves faster than she should be able to in high heels must be given a C rating or under no. from now on. That's yes. not what I mean. I mean, if you were wearing four-inch heels, if you wore four-inch heels and you had to answer the door really quick and make sure that the dead body's closed and you pull the door... You would, you would, uh, that's, that's Dude, all I'm if saying. If you're doing it, you know, is that a when I had a alien laid in my gut, I feel fine. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I don't like fine. how the movie ended. I don't like the ending. I thought that was I love amazing. the clothes. She's I'll tell you this. stitch herself up. That's great. No, her last is doing the surgery on herself that she's practiced on the turkey. From the first shot. Well, 911. You can't. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? But uh, doesn't she realize? What's that the symbolism? Internal bleeding. She wants like, to die I, as I a thought, okay, that's, as that's a body. cute. So I thought that's cute that she's stitching herself up. I see how they did that. But I'm like, but isn't there going to be like, she got like internal a. Internal bleeding. bleeding. Right. That's what I, I thought. I think you guys hit the nail on the head with like everything would work if they, if they added like the right amount of comedic. Like, I thought the movie was funny. I mean, mm -hmm. Because I didn't, I, I didn't take it seriously, but it wasn't funny because it wasn't written funny. But if yeah. they had shot it and made it a little bit more, I don't even know what the genre is. I'm not a big horror guy, but I can see where horror and comedy intersect. I think it's considered body horror, but I, I put it personally. It's not really body funny. horror, though. Yeah, I that's mean, another so, thing. It's, it's so not anything. I agree with Seth. It's not. It's almost. And that statement doesn't mean anything. It's not anything. What does that mean? It's a horror film. And definitely a horror different film. kinds, but I'll it has a lot of blood, I, it has torture. It has I bought this Washington movies. Nationals hat because I didn't like this movie this much. This is America. Two, I told this to Seth. I didn't like this movie so much, I cleansed my palate by watching a Nightmare on Elm Street series. I saw movies three through seven just to cleanse my palate of this okay, movie. So, so, so is this your least, is this like your least favorite film we've done so far? Yes, I hope it's so content. because this is Judy. No offense, Judy. No I offense. I take none. I'm happy okay. that I was able to. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. We could disagree. It's I, just I yes. Her, her outfits movie. were amazing. Wait, I'm sorry. You said her outfits were amazing. Yes, her outfits were uh, were yes, ama amazing. Were. So was her apartment. I liked the lamps and the mm -hmm. and the production design. Yes, the set direction more than the movie, than the acting. And be I'm sorry, I'll stop. I like I like the character strip club owner character. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's he, he's a he's he represents like a, a very particular archetype from that period of time about ten years ago. The like like the music, bad yeah. bad boy like you know club owner who's also kind of beta and blue pilled, 
and like, mm-hmm. you know, falls in love with the fucking lunatic chick. Like I, I like no that. Reason. I like that character because it's it's realistic. Because almost yeah. every guy I've ever met who's like a good looking baller club owner is has a certain with like rings in, and shit. A certain insecurity that I think that got kind kind of captured pretty well. So yes, I I will say he was one of my favorite characters. But the only moment that I was like. I was like, oh, I feel like he's changing. And maybe I was like, maybe I secretly like romance, uh, romantic comedy films or something. But I was like, that moment, I feel like it was probably in the, maybe near the beginning of the third act where I thought he was turning. And he was like, I just, he said something to the effect of, I just haven't felt like torturing anybody lately or like something. He said something like that. And I was like, oh, because he loves her, right? He found it's, love. And then all of a so sudden, hot, right, like, torturing some that guy. Psycho and I have guy. No idea why. Isn't, is there on. nothing more attractive than like this, this deranged psycho who's like super handsome and wants to change no, because his then because of a girl? Was torturing somebody and I had no idea why and I had no idea for what reason. I was just like, now I don't care. Cut his head off. Who cares? Whatever. I think you can Blow give the whole thing up. You can give a reason as to anything that doesn't make sense in this movie because uh-huh. it's Canadian. If you just want to watch this movie and go, any bizarre behavior in this movie, things that I don't get, is because these people are not British and they're not American either, but they're in North America. And that's what I was saying to myself. I was like, what are Canadians like? I'm yelling at the TV. Is this what they're like? I want to go over the Canadian horror tributes. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. It got me so upset. I'm sorry if I'm. I actually if love I that. interrupted Abram and Seth before I apologize because it was not just... at all. Um, first of all, the, the, the biggest the biggest uh, horror guys, or actually their directors in Canada, for a while were David Cronenberg and Adam Eagleman. Adam Eagleman's first film is called Exotica. It takes place in a strip club. Um, he went on to do the Sweet Hereafter. He was born in Egypt but he's an Armenian Egyptian. He grew up in Toronto. Cronenberg grew up in Toronto and his kid, Brandon, who's now a filmmaker, also is from Toronto. Mary Harron, who did American Psycho, is from Race Ridge, Ontario. And she's the reason the sisters got into film in the first place. So I suspect that's why it's called American Mary. Um, there are um, so many Cronenberg tributes in this movie that I thought when the twins came on that the operation was to make them into Siamese twins. Mm. Um, And then I was disappointed when I saw it was just another body modification. Because don't they say this one will take a little bit more than just a simple exchange and then they want to die together. Yes. So I was sure that we were going to see like them like in a yin-yang symbol with their like as the blueprint. Then I saw the blueprint and I was like, oh, big deal, you're putting horns in. And, you know, um, so there's a lot of- Canadian. I think the directors really got those implants for the movie. That that wasn't makeup. I think they really <laughs> got the implant. I really do. I, I saw it twice, I'm like, no way, no way. You suspect that or you know that? I, sus- I suspect it. I've seen it. Watch it again. It, there's, it's not makeup. Watch um, it really close. Because I saw pictures of them on the red carpet for uh, for um, Rabid, which is 2019, and they're not there. Yeah. 
Maybe they That's got makeup. it removed. I don't know. That's makeup. But, okay. Well, okay. So uh, very uh, good makeup then. So <laughs> Ruby. So 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 okay. So Billy, the nightclub manager, you see him watching the video that the pervy medical professor took. He had that video somehow. No, no, no well, reason. He, no, no he did not. Explained. He got the he got the other guy, the other medical guy, and he, he was torturing him. Maybe he all right. He got it from him. the other med medical guy. But then no, Billy they, says okay, they he denies he has it. So I think she went to him and they got him captured. That's why, because remember he, yeah. she, Billy and his giant lurch guy Lance. whatever show up at her apartment and he's there so i think they took his phone and all of his stuff there because the intention was she was going to kill him or whatever with him oh so right and then he stuff. took it from so there. i think that that i pieced together it's like oh he did take the phone so the cop wasn't able to get it but yeah but the cop says there was a tape so there must have been of multiple tapes that was uh, that was tapes. after the facts too yeah that was deeper into oh the investigation but that then why did it. okay so here so here thank you for explaining here's it why did billy deny having the tape when mary asked him did you have the did, did that you moment i think is because he loved her and he didn't want to say anything yeah oh which was like his redeeming moment in my eyes is that he was in his sick twisted mentality is that a word um yeah. he was almost like protecting her like no 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 well, it doesn't I, exist I, I just wish they I had, they had layers because the acting all to, me. Yeah. to me it was because he just acted like it, he really didn't see it. It's like, I don't know. All right. All right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Oh my God. I think it's like a lot of the stuff was like right on the verge. And I like, I, I hate when people like wrap everything up perfectly and everything is completely explained. But I think some, t I think with this, they needed to just a few elements, maybe put a little bit more into Okay, here's here's another thing. So Ruby, she wants her nipples removed and her vagina sewn up. That's what she wants. And her eggs so taken off. So I a labiadectomy as well. And I may be clitoris. She didn't say anything about sewing up her mouth or or her other whatever. But okay, so that's it. Okay, I get it. I'm there. <clears throat> then she it? presents herself to her husband, and he's angry. Okay, so it's like now Ruby did this to herself without her husband knowing, without telling him, or thinking that he would be really into it when she doesn't have any orify, or at least one left. So it's or one less. So it's like so. So what is that? But then he goes to find Beatrice, beats her up because he wants the name of the doctor who did it. That's that okay. And then Beatrice gives it, and then he kills Mary. Yeah. What about Ruby? Did he smack her around? Did she kill Ruby? And why didn't he kill Beatrice? He left her alive so she would warn Mary, and then he would go. He would get get there. I that was really confusing to me, especially when a character who had zero lines. The husband had zero I, lines. I, I found honestly, give me something. It, the first time I watched it, I didn't get that that was the husband. I didn't get it because he's a non-entity. They even had a little flashback. Little moment where I she thought it was the Polaroid. From a, from a writing Polaroid standpoint. Goes, I didn't know Ruby had a girlfriend. Yes, yes. that he had a flashback. From, from so a you could be reminded. Listen, when you're dealing, when you're when you're trying to like tie up a script, like as far as a, a disjointed script that has structural issues, I thought that that was a perfect, like really elegant way to end the film. Um, 
because the film is almost like, you know, it's, it's sort of, how, how do you, how do you end that? How do you tie it up? I mean, she's got to get punished for, for being off to the sunset. Yeah. I it mean, no, it has to end with her having consequences for her ridiculous behavior. And that, that I couldn't think of a better way to end it than having the husband flip out and you're asking, well, what's the real, the rationale? The guy's flip. He's, he's not rational. He's a flipping out. He wants to know who did this to his wife. He's not thinking about anything else, Sean. He's not wondering, well, maybe if I get the woman who paid, who found the person to do the, no, he wants to get the woman who did the thing to his wife. It makes perfect sense, Sean. What is so confusing about <laughs> the woman who actually cut off the nipples of his wife the woman who actually—I'm not—I'm not complaining with your logic there at all. Uh, and I'm just complaining about a, a character that comes out of nowhere. No, no, no. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm not addressing that. I'm sorry. Emotionally, sir. I understand why he would do it. He married a crazy woman. Yeah. He's probably put up with a lot well, of but stuff. But Sean was saying he doesn't understand why he did it to her and not the woman well, Beatrice. Sean's and why did he leave her alive? With a crazy woman. He's just trying to—he's—he's he's blessed. You have a film full of full of characters who are very eccentric, and I almost would say not one person. Yeah, probably not one person in this entire film is like a normal thinking person. Nana. with normal reactions, except Nana. Everybody that's is another sort of like maybe that's what they think of America. I don't know. We're all crazy, but I think it's... every single person is just like all the surgeons. Wait, is this film this. literally supposed to take place in America, or is that not? I'm sure it's supposed to. They didn't to. say the city. They I mean, didn't say the city. Yeah. yeah. Canada also, the by city. the way, has the best strip clubs in I Montreal. I don't think Canadians are any less fucking insane than Americans are. And I don't, no, I don't no, they're just different. And I think they know it. They know they're it. They're more crazy because they don't have any kind of variation in their climate. And I think this movie is a perfect example of what happens when, you know, uh, creative Jewish people are born and raised in Canada because it's, it's like not the right climate for them. They, I, I, they're it's supposed to be in a Mediterranean climate, not in a fucking frozen tundra. And well, I think it's know, funny that the only they go other crazy person, and they make movies like this. Adam Eagerman is is from Egypt and he's Armenian. Like that's that? their other great director. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so read, when the yeah, I did read about the film that. Um, that these sisters, the Soska sisters, um, wanted to make a film because they felt like they weren't being let into the filmmaking community. And um, that's how they felt about it. So they wanted to create a character who felt separate uh, from and not really embraced by the community that they were in, which is supposed to be Mary in this, the surgical world, I guess. Okay, okay. So when the Soska sisters enter in the nightclub, uh, they had the ribbons in the back. That was that was cool. One of the dancers was dancing. They go and oh, leave yeah. in for a kiss, and then she, and then the Saska sister bites the dancer's tongue, and there's blood and stuff. Okay. They have they have a fetish for that. It's also in their yeah. movie rabbit. But no, but no police. No, dude. This is an underground world. It's like one of those. I, I mean, at least that that was consistent for me is that in that their world, nobody calls the police. Nobody goes to the hospital. Nobody calls the police. But then the, but then the stripper doesn't retaliate in any way. If there's no law, fine, then the stripper would retaliate. Bitch, you bit me. Like so, anything? 
because they were upstairs for 10 minutes talking. I'm alone here. You're trying to make sense out of these people's motives when you've got a woman who all of a sudden becomes a body modification artist and she kicks out a guy and violently kicks a guy out of her office because he wants a regular piercing. And yeah, I didn't like that part either. Yeah. It's like, you don't like really, money? Sweet. Like, yeah. And the other thing, oh, don't guys, go, I don't do piercings. Maybe, I don't know. You get piercing. out of here. I didn't <laughs> yeah, understand well, that, that either. But the, the part two where, um, oh God, oh, the, the surgeon, the surgeon that, you know, raped her, um, what she does to him. And then she beats the security guard. And I'm just like, really? I, you know, as a, as a person who, you know, has dealt with sexual assault, not to, not to that, but like, and known many women with similar situations, like, it just seems like a little excessive. Okay. So yeah. A little, just a little. I'm a security guard. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a security guard. And there's a weird chick who has some weird stuff in one of the units. She leaves her door open for some reason, leaves the door open into a room where a man with his arms and legs cut off, hanging by his skin. And you, you know what? I forgot the door. I'm so quirky. Leaves the door open. She's torturing him. Big mo monologue. Which is cool, you know, it's cool. And it was one take. I kind of dug that. A lot of the monologues were one take, which is cool. But then the security guard comes and hits her one. She's on the ground. And the security guard is, is like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm screaming at the TV. She's going to get up. This lady tore a man that's, in, that's in pieces and hangs him from the ceiling. Put your fucking handcuffs on the chair. That's what they want you to be doing. That's if you were doing that, then the movie is doing its job. Her is good. Okay. I will say okay. I love movies that cause an emotional response and make you think. And I will say, as my final thoughts for this film, is that I think it does succeed in that. And I do think that anybody who watches this movie might have an extreme response of hating it or um, really enjoying it. Maybe middle of the road. I don't know. What do you guys think? I thoroughly enjoyed no, no it. Middle. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it at all. I, I enjoyed the whole film. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, you know, it, it definitely, I could be cr critical or whatever, but, but I enjoyed it. I think, um, it's an entertaining film and it's fun. That's all I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, I, I'm not reading that much more into it. I, there's nothing about it that made me angry. I don't understand Sean's response at all, but that's part of the beauty of this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think close, closing arguments are in order because we want to wrap it up at this point. Uh, Sean, uh, why don't you go next and, and then let's hear from Seth. Okay. It seems 2012's American Mary was a production not to express a narrative or the range of thematic ideals. Rather, are you reading off this of film... a card right oh, come now? Come on, man. Okay. I wrote Let an essay. Finish. Let him finish. Uh, but ra rather, this filming in intention is was to create a proverbial mirror for the filmmakers to battle in their own <laughs> reflection. It reminded it. me of first dates, where it was apparent that I was expected to inflate the ego of the young lady in question. Watching this film, all of the somatic elements were there to create a compelling na narrative, but were ruined by the filmmakers' desire to prove to themselves they could make a movie. In, clo in closing, just proving you can make a movie automatically disrespects the audience 
Disrespect in the Where's your movie? Rambled off. Where's your, Where's your movie? movie? We're gonna no, have to listen, get a soundboard. We're gonna get a soundboard every time somebody says some ridiculous shit. I'm gonna have a button that I push. One of them is gonna be your Where's movie. Your and movie? Ed Wood. I dig Ed Wood too. I dig Edward. You're right. I'm just, I'm just saying that was my reaction. And Saska sisters, God bless you. I saw your movie twice, and that should count for something. Thank you. All right. You definitely get an A for effort, Sean. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wash down this podcast with the second half of the remake of David Cronenberg *Rabbit*, directed by the Saska sisters, who, because they felt so out of it and made this movie got into it by redoing the second film of the greatest director in Canada. And maybe my favorite director ever, David Cronenberg. Greatest living director like, by far, yeah. If you like <clears throat> the idea of these movies, we haven't talked about Frankenstein, the doctor, not the actual, which Victor. She, yeah, especially the hammer Frankenstein played by Peter Cushing. If you like that, you probably like this. Cross with the ghosts of Marathon Man and Boys from Brazil. They even mentioned Mengele. They bring in a Nazi. There's a Jew Nazi thing going on through it. The first word you hear in Yiddish is korva, which means whore in Yiddish. Um, and then you find out, oh, she's a whore. And then you see she's not a whore. There's that progression at the beginning after that. Um, I think that's, uh, that's, oh, well, I'll just, okay. I'll just leave you with this since he got to read his, I'll read my spiel that I was just gonna bury. What if David Cronenberg directed the script Martin Scorsese developed and realized on conclusion, only Steven Spielberg would be able to tackle. But Steven under the pressure of doing Jurassic Park and shooting in a very personal film in the Polish winter had to turn the script over to David Cronenberg because his friend George owed Cronenberg because Cronenberg refused to direct Return of the Jedi. This could have happened. And Canada said no American directors if they had ever shot there. Cronenberg's great. Cronenberg rules this. If you like, if you wanna see how good he is, see this, because uh, it's not that. And uh, yeah, it misses the mark in a lot of places. Um, but uh, I, I really, I, I'm liking Rabbit. It got me to like Rabbit. Oh, and the girl in this was cast because she's in another movie that I saw years before about twin werewolves hmm. called, um, what's it called? Ginger Snaps. So she's in Ginger Snaps, which is about two sisters who are werewolves genetically. And then they're twins. And then they go on to make. In 2000, Ginger Snaps. 2000. 2000 was Ginger Snaps. This girl, her name is Kath, what's her name? Catherine Isabel. Isabel. She is the hardest working actress in town. She's been working since 89 as a kid, and not one year has gone by where she hasn't had at least three, three roles. I'm like, it's, I'm scrolling, scrolling all her stuff. And whoever so costumed her is a genius. Yeah, it was. I liked the sets and the costumes a whole lot more and Saska sisters with all this all right just don't have me all right i don't know i don't know i don't know i have nothing to say 
I still like, I mean, it's, I want to hang out. <coughs> I just want to hang out. All right. I, that's it. All right. It's not a bad film at all. And I love, and I think it's actually good. I think if you're with a group of friends, it's a great film to watch because you're going to have a great discussion afterwards. So whose pick is next? Abram. All right. All right. What are we doing? All right. What we're doing is a, uh, a 2007 documentary about a uh, fascinating family. You decide whether they're dysfunctional or not. It's called Surfwise. Um, I will, uh, I'll read you the basic introduction from Wikipedia. Surfwise is a 2007 American documentary film about the 11 member Doc Pasquitz family which was directed by Doug Prey. The film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, yada, yada, yada. Poskowitz went to Stanford University Medical School, became an MD and espoused a philosophy of holistic health and diet while raising his large family of eight boys and one girl in a camper with his wife, Juliet Pasquitz, and founding a school of surfing. Uh, this description doesn't even begin to uh, get uh, at the part of how bizarre and awesome this movie is but it's basically a documentary about a a, a doc a doctor who gave up his all of his earthly possessions and at the age of 35 i believe and went around the world in search of uh, his next wife because his other wife left him or whatever with and took the kids and he was starting all over uh, in his mid to late 30s and uh he goes around the world trying to find the perfect, basically the perfect lay and decides that if he can find a woman who's the perfect lay, that's going to be his wife. And he's going to have many children with her and they're going to travel around and become nomad surfers. And that's what this movie's about. Um, and he's in his eighties when this film is shot and it's the most candid thing you've ever seen. The guy's like completely open and honest about everything. And he died recently, several years ago at the age of like 95 or something like that. Very interesting character. Dorian Pasquitz, he's a surf legend. He brought surfing to Israel. Uh, no, there were no surfers in Tel Aviv until he came there in the 50s. Um, no, I mean, he, he was an early guy. He was early in the surf scene. This guy was born like practically the turn of the century. I mean, he was he learned how to surf in like like southern Texas and, he, and, and, and I guess California, like before it was even really a popular thing. But anyway, fascinating film. Big boards. It, by the time you're watching this film, it's modern surf. I mean, it's way into my, I mean, he was there at every stage in yeah. the evolution of surfing. So like, I mean, he evolved with the sport. You know what I'm saying? The guy's a legend. His kids became, many of his kids became legends as well. So like, um, the, you know, you'll, you'll see. Uh, it, okay. it's a nice compliment to Big Wednesday. It's like, uh, but it's an actual documentary that touches on so many interesting topics and then really centers around this, um, you know, by, by modern standards, dysfunctional family who's on the road all the time, but by, I think by reasonable objective standards, a very interesting family that makes good case for its lifestyle. So that's my pick Surfwise 2007. I think you can get it, uh, streaming on, on, um, on Amazon Prime, you might be able to get it on Hulu. I'm not sure. I think you can find us for free, though. Cool. 
Coco. Who's the director again? Doug Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Prey. Yes, the tagline is reject normal. Yeah. Which also doesn't do a job. I mean, that's just so like on the nose, but doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Have you seen it, Seth? I haven't, but I, he's told me a lot about it over the years, so I'm. Oh really? I figured nobody. <laughs> it's one of those movies that that like most people haven't seen, but I, honestly, I don't know a single person who's seen this movie and said, "Oh, I wish I hadn't seen that." <laughs> like it's one of those movies that it, it, it's it's really like an eye-opening film. So, um, yeah. And it's cool. just it's a it's really funny to watch an old like an eighty-five-year-old retired surfer Jewish doctor guy talking about pussy. You know, <laughs> so there's okay. that. Okay. Anyway, um, you're Abram Igo, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I think then Sean and then me, right? It's me. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so always anyway, after if you April. like our show, click and subscribe. Yeah, click like and subscribe and leave a comment. And until next time, peace.